people just see you and just have this expectation that you must be feeling frustrated because you're not yeah, married. And I'm just like, well, you know, there's there's so much more to life than that. And not everybody wants to get married. Not anybody wants to have kids when they're not ready. Right. Not everybody wants to have kids at all. So, yeah. but but we just assume that uh, you know that's the case. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Anya Fombad, and I spark the heart conversations that challenge questionable cultural and societal norms that threaten the well-being of the African community. And I also share stories about growing up as Africans in Africa and in the diaspora. I strongly believe that normalizing open discussions and sharing experiences, whether good or bad, will not only make you find your voice, but will broaden your sense of purpose and empower others to do the same. So if you have ever tried challenging certain African cultural and societal doctrines, or if you have ever felt like it is about time that we confronted these issues in our African community and do better as a people, or even if you have always been interested in learning about the experiences of other Africans growing up in Africa and the diaspora, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Living African. When are you getting married? When are you having a baby? Do you want your parents to die before they see their grandchildren? Your mates are running their own businesses. Where will God visit you with blessings? Your best friend has bought a car, a house. What do you have to show? You are too handsome or too beautiful to be single. You should be first in your class like your teammates. Your mates are married with children, but you seem to only be about your goals. Life is not all about school, though. You need to settle down, though. Do any of these words sound familiar to you? Truth is that if you grew up in an African household, you most likely must have heard at least one of these words thrown at you at some point. So somehow we have created the social timeline that has to be instituted as a crucial part of being successful as an African. And it feels like a degree, marriage, children, etc., at an appointed time should be our ultimate goal and highest achievement in life. We tend to forget that the essence of purpose and fulfillment, however that may come to us, should be our ultimate goal in life. Today, we will be challenging these superficial ideologies that put so much societal pressure on us Africans. We will defy such a doctrine that has pushed so many Africans to make horrible decisions because they are trying to fit into the status quo and please their loved ones and the community at large. I will be having a somewhat remote fireside chat with two of my very good girlfriends, Dr. Judwin Doe and Dr. Clarice Wutidma. I've basically known these two phenomenal ladies since childhood, and we have grown together and faced similar academic and societal challenges together. We will be sharing our experiences and outlook on the African timeline, and I really, really look forward to this conversation. Welcome, ladies. I'm so happy to have you guys. Thank you, Yabi. It's nice. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm an avid listener, and um, I, I didn't think I'd appear on your show, but I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right, right. I'm super, super happy. And uh, when both of you decided to, you know, show, you know, 
say you agree to come on the show. I was super excited because I know how much support you guys have, you know, given me towards this show and, you know, to have you guys participate, you know, it meant a lot to me. So I greatly appreciate it. And I so look forward to this conversation. So let's uh, get a brief introduction from each of you so that, you know, people should fully understand where you're coming from and who you actually are. So I'm going to start with you, Clarice. Hi, my name is Clarice Wittenma. I was born and grew up in Bamenda, Cameroon. I moved to the UK in 2006, right after leaving high school for university. I studied economics and finance at uni, and, and undergrad level, masters and PhD levels. I'm currently working as a real business consultant, working on major world projects and working on the decarbonization of, UK, of the UK transport sector. And right after I finished my PhD, my dad went straight on to say, oh, congratulations, but we're waiting for the big one. <laughs> and I was just like, what big one are you talking about? And then he was talking about like getting married and starting a family. But nonetheless, my dad has always encouraged us, especially his girls, to, to study to the highest level. He always pushed us to study to the highest level. And I always said, education is something that no one can take away from you, even, and it's something that you have for the rest of your life. Yeah. So he was, he was only someone who knew, knew that education was important, but he's like, at the end of the day, you have to get married, you have to start a family, you have to give in grandchildren. Right, right. So <laughs> That's he, nice. Every parent wants that balance. They want their kids to, you know, <laughs> Prevail at each, you know, in every sector, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, what about you, Judwin? So thank you for having me again, Javi. So I'm Judwin. I'm a pediatric registrar in the UK. So a registrar is just some sort of middle grade kind of doctor, like on your way to becoming a consultant. Wow. I grew up in Cameroon, in Douala. I went to PS's Mancon in boarding school, and that's where I met Javi. So um, I moved to the UK in 2000 and, uh, oh, 2015, yeah. So prior to coming to England, so I studied medicine in the University of Boya in Cameroon. I worked in Boya for a bit and then worked with Doctors Without Borders. It's a humanitarian organization in Central Africa. Um, moved to the UK on a Shevening Scholarship. It's, it's a scholarship that's given by the United Kingdom government. Um, did my master's in public health nutrition and started working as a you know pediatric doctor got into residency which and that's where I am at the moment um I am a very passionate visionary person like I like to encourage other people to see beyond the norm encourage other people to dream beyond their um, beyond the usual like always try to get what you want to. and sometimes people accuse me of being an optimist, which, you know, that's, okay. that's who I am, but the kind of setting in which I grew up. So both my parents were engineers, they were, um, and my mom especially was the kind of person who always talked to her children and always trying to tell you, you know, you can do whatever you want to, you can be the best version of yourself. And she always said, oh, um, you have to be better than your parents. I don't always tell right. people that because I now know that life is not a straight line, you know, but you know, she always said that and spoke about having a vision and always doing your best to get there and, you know, encountering roadblocks. So, you know, that that's the sort of person I am. I know that I can do whatever I want to do. Always trying to have a plan, always trying to make sure things are, um, you know, I, I'm, whatever I'm doing is getting there towards that vision. Yeah. 
Awesome. 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 You guys have such ambitious stories and ambitious, like you guys have so much expertise. And that's just why I love having conversations with you guys, because there's always something to learn at every instance that we talk, you know, and I mean, they say surround yourself with people that, you know, are going to us the same direction or people that, you know, are higher than you and stuff like that. So I always like having such conversations and just connecting with you guys, you know, at different points, because I feel like I can always learn something from you. And that's, you know, what life is all about, living and learning. So um, about the African timeline, we can actually all talk for days about several incidents that we have encountered throughout the course of our lives so far. And, um, you know, can you name a couple of instances that have stuck out so far to you about all the societal pressures and even cultural pressures um, that have been imposed to you at some point in your life? Clarice, you can go ahead. Um, I'll just like to point out, I don't think it's only an African timeline, like getting right. married and having kids, like right. after your studies is like a general timeline for right. all parents. But I feel like there's more pressure with the African parents or the African culture. And and a lot of my colleagues that are not African, they kind of just work and some of them get married at 30, 40. And, you know, they don't, they don't have that much pressure from their parents, but from us, it's different. Like they expect you to, the moment you're done, you need to have brought someone to get engaged right. and get married and start giving them grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, an incident, like at my graduation, my dad said he already for the big one, as I mentioned before, like going back home for holiday or going, being a bridesmaid at a wedding, everyone is just like, um, your next when is just coming? When are you coming for your wedding? Right. Oh, just when I post pictures of my nieces, nephews, and my friends' kids, I'm like, oh, we're waiting for you. Stop, stop posting other people's kids' pictures. Right, right. So things like that. And I'm sure you see more of it as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel like every girl who has literally graduated, it doesn't even matter how old you are, as long as you, at least you have a certain level of education, it's like, that's literally the next. It's like, it's, it's literally a timeline. Like, okay, now you're done with this. What next? Yeah. What next? You know what I mean? And so, um, I mean, people just don't, I, I just don't get it because I mean, everybody's timeline is different in life. Our journeys are different, you know, different things happen at different times. We have classmates or age mates who got married even before they finished their degree. They had kids before they finished their degrees and stuff like that. So that's just something that I, I can't understand. And I mean, uh, sometimes it can get really annoying, you know, because I personally have experienced that as well. Like sometimes it makes you even feel uncomfortable posting on social media because everybody is just going to ask you questions. I mean, I remember I had an aunt who commented on one of my posts on social media. She was like, just have the kids. I'll take care of them. <laughs> like, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. You your right? <laughs> I'm like, but I'm not, I'm not trying to have kids because I can't take care of them. I mean, I want to have kids at my own time, you know? So it's, it's, it's ridiculous, honestly. Uh, so do we, uh, what stories do you have? Yeah. So I think I do agree. Like uh, Clarice has said that it's not necessarily an African thing because um, I think uh, for like my some of my white friends, I think mo- some there's some depending on where they're from, like their kind of family background. Sometimes have more expectations than others. But um, should I just say um, I'm in my early thirties and career-wise. Um, even though I don't see myself like I've gotten to where I want to be but a lot of people would be like oh you're doing really well you know in your career and stuff but they always obviously there's always that point where people are always very judgmental fortunately the kind of setting in which I grew up my parents are not the kind of judgmental people my dad actually has never told me anything about 
getting married, but I know he said yeah. to my mom, and <laughs> and I do get where um, my mom is also very churchy, and I think my dad has, has made comments about, oh, you guys go to church too much, which is why you're you're not getting married and stuff. Remember, there's like you said, there's several, but if you have stood out to me, so I've had people who tell me. Um, you you sound too smart. You're not going to get married because you sound too smart. Or like you know, I had a friend who, who came to me and was trying to give me advice, and he was like, um, "You shouldn't buy a house, or you shouldn't buy a car because yeah. it's all reducing chances of getting married. And you shouldn't sound too smart because men don't like women who are too smart." And I said to him, "Actually, if a guy is that complex, I wouldn't want to be their partner anyway." Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> because yeah why why should we put so much pressure on ourselves and, and, I'm, and I'm like yeah I would like to get married someday but I'm not that kind of like putting like there's no formula in life like yeah. you create like you create what works for you and life is not a straight line so I know what I always tell people like live your life be very happy you yeah. know just take advantage of every moment you have you yeah. know um and like Clarissa said, people also sometimes get like, so I, when I post pictures, I think maybe you're the one who said it, like when I, I'm very supportive of my friends who are married or my friends who have kids, you know, uh, and people are always like, oh, I'm surprised that you're very supportive of people who are married or have, like, am I supposed to be angry that my friends are upset that my friends are getting married? Like, it's a good thing. I'm very happy for them. Like, why do you have, people just see you and just have this expectation that you must be feeling frustrated because you're not yeah, married. And I'm just like, well, you know, there's, there's so much more to life than that. And not everybody wants to get married. Not anybody wants to have kids when they're not ready. Right. Not everybody wants to have kids at all. So, yeah. but, but we just assume that, uh, you know, that's the case, you know, so, you know, which is very unfair. There's another, there's another incident. I remember like on a class WhatsApp group where there was, there's this guy who's a bit very argumentative. And one day we got into, we're, we're talking about something, one of these WhatsApp chit chats. And he was upset at, he didn't, you know, he got upset at in the argument and he was like, oh by the way you're not married and you haven't got kids like he used that to sort of insult me and I was just like how low can people get right right <laughs> yeah. how low can people get like you know if anyway it, it happens like there's so many stories I can go on and on but <laughs> those right, I feel that right, right. Hard, like, you know you know, you, some, you somehow want to pack the stories and don't think about them like you know just saying buying a house and buying a car you have an auntie call me to say, oh, now you buy a house, you wouldn't find a man. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, like, you, you scare people away and stuff like that. I just feel like yeah. if anyone is scared, then that's not for me. That's why I keep yeah. saying, if anyone right. is scared, that person is not for me. It just helps me like filter people. So that, that, that's fine. Right. And yeah. and you, you know, you know the, the, the irony is that a lot of these people, when they say these things, they, they don't mean harm per se, you know, and it's usually your loved ones, you know, they don't mean harm. They say it based on their outlook on life, but that kind of careless talk could literally strike certain rods. You know what I mean? And I feel like in our African communities, we 
are so fond of talking carelessly without meaning it, but not knowing the impact of what we yeah. say. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I can give so many instances. Like you can be going through something even like mental and you want to confide in, in someone or somebody must have heard you and you want to tell them like, hey, this is how I feel about it. The first thing they'll say like, oh, you like to complain too much. And then they'll be like, okay, so what yeah. is it? So it's like, they're shutting you out before even asking you. So it's like, okay, what's the point of me even telling you if that's your outlook on me? You know what I mean? So it's like all that careless talk, I feel like that's what's killing us as well. And like you rightfully said, you're doing like, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like you, you're the first second person who has said this on this platform, because like last week or two, I believe when I was talking to my parents about, you know, um, the, the outlook on marriage through the generations. And my dad was saying that in their own generations, the women that were educated, it was so hard for them to have husbands, especially the nurses, you know, and ironically, one of our, our classmates, actually, who's a nurse in Cameroon, she said that she came and commented and said the same thing that even till now, nowadays in Cameroon, or maybe even in other African countries, a lot of men don't want to get married to nurses because they feel like nurses know everything and stuff like that. Like, as in they know the physiology or the anatomy, and I just don't understand, you you know, but that that's a very weird way to look at things, you know, and I, I, I just don't get it, honestly, you know, and we've also painted this picture in our community to make it seem like marriage and children is like the ultimate yeah. grail is the holy grail of life. You know what I mean? And it's it's super weird you know because there's so much more to life and you have some people that are literally or some girls and boys who are literally being groomed to achieve that marital status or that status as somebody's mother or somebody's father but then again it's like people work their entire lives towards that goal and then when they hit that goal they see that it's not what it was to begin with and then they find themselves stuck in certain situations that you know otherwise they're not even supposed to be there you know you're you're, you're fitting into the status quo of oh I have to get married I have to get married that like you just lower your standards and you go with anybody because you want to have that status of being married you know mm -hmm. and you want to have kids it's like sometimes you even force yourself to have kids before you get married or you have kids with the wrong person and then the child suffers you know so I mean th there's a lot of that in our community even though we don't like talking about it but that's the whole point of us talking about it today so and like I said about the careless talk I really wonder if people who ask these questions really understand how it impacts others you know because sometimes they could be joking but it's not you don't know what that person is going through yeah. you know mm -hmm. to say certain things and so I mean I think it would be very very important for us to really shed more light on that because it, it really impacts people negatively than not because people don't just sit and I mean it's some people can choose to not get married like you said and others can choose to not have kids but there are some people who are actually fighting with internal struggles that nobody knows about you know and I really want us to you know to shed more light on it because I feel like you know if we don't get vulnerable and if we don't you know, talk about these things, people will not really understand and mind your business, <laughs> basically, you know. So um, do you guys have any experiences of like when, you know, you were really going through something and then like somebody just said something very insensitive that, you know, they didn't really know about, you know, what you were going through, not necessarily even you, but just even somebody, you know, that, you know, you know, their story. And then like, you see how another person in the African community really treats them or even say stuff that really hurts them, but they just don't know the impact that, you know, the impact of the awards on that person. So Clarice, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start on that. Um, just like you didn't say, um, someone coming to me saying, oh, you're too smart and you're pushing men away. 
you're kind of making me run away from you and stuff like that. I've heard that said to me a couple of times and you have friends be like, oh, you've been here for too long. Why can't you find anyone? Are you being choosy? Are you being too picky on the men that come? But I'm honestly grateful because when when I had that pressure, like a four or five years ago, I was under so much pressure. And I don't know if it's a good thing to say, but thank God I, I, didn't, I didn't go for that. Like I, I kind of sat down one day, I said, I can't let myself go under, under this much pressure because in the end I would suffer. I'll either have a child that, you know, I'm not with the father or it wouldn't work out and it would be on me. I, 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 would, I, I wouldn't be leaving my dad or my parents to see what's going, what's going on with me. So in a way, I'm grateful that I, I, didn't, I, didn't, put in, I didn't get into that pressure. And, and yes, it did bother me. I wouldn't say it didn't bother me. But over, over time, it's kind of fitted up. I'm just living life as it comes and just enjoying what I have going forward with my career or whatever God blesses me with. I'm just being grateful with that. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And I, and I totally agree you know, with what you said. Jidun, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so I completely agree, Clarice. Those are very um, interesting points you've raised. Um, and I, I, the thing is, I mean, I know, Javi, you've said a lot of people are saying, come to you and are saying things out of concern. But our community is also a very chit-chatty community. Yes. Yeah. like gossip, let's be clear. Like, people like to gossip and to talk. And, um, and and unfortunately, people are not always very well-meaning when they talk about other people. Yeah. Um, people just want juicy stories and something juicy to, to talk about. And and what I tell people is, it's in the end, it, it's somebody's life. Like, I give an example. So I have a, a friend who is a breastfeeding enthusiast, and she goes about talking about breastfeeding to everyone. And I know another friend who is HIV positive. So she doesn't breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And the other friend goes about pestering everybody and comes to this other friend and is pestering and pestering and pestering. Why, why aren't you breastfeeding? You have to breastfeed. You have to breastfeed. And, you know, it, was, it got to the point where I know, you know, the other lady was feeling very uncomfortable. And I said to the other friend, like, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a single occurrence. Like it was something, it was a recurring kind of thing. And I said to her, you need to, breastfeeding is a very good thing, but you need to know how you talk to people about it. In the end, it's their lives, it's their babies. It's very important. And you, you've given them the knowledge, but you don't know people's personal circumstances. You don't know if they have an infection that prevents them. Breastfeeding, HIV is not the only thing that can prevent a mom from breastfeeding they could be taking drugs as well that are toxic to the baby you know and lots of and lots and lots of other things so and I said to her you can't go about pestering people they have their own story and and you making it and they don't necessarily want to talk to you about it but I but I find that sometimes we need to learn to mind a business and yeah and know when to talk and know when not to talk because when you when you when you talk about things you always have to think how are my words going to, do I have to say this? Yeah. How are my words going to impact this person? You yeah. know, before you even say something, because words, when once, uh, words are something that once given, you cannot take back. Cannot take back. That's very true. Um, I, I totally agree with both of you. You know, like we, as a community, we, we really have to, um, to watch what we say. And I, you know, it's, that, that really bothers me as well, because like I said, a lot of uh, a lot of people in our community they don't really take words seriously when they're dishing it out <laughs> you know what i mean and they don't yeah. apologize for it when they know that they're you know like oops what i said they'll be like ah i was just playing you too taking things too seriously you know what i mean i i just feel like we should stop the whole 
habit of like just throwing out words out there because like words will literally kill people more than even like a punch or so you know what I mean like I'll never forget what she told me because what she told me made me feel some kind of way that I will not forget you know you can punch me and I'll probably forget that you punched me but what you say to me it I literally it's like it's planted in my mind you know so it's something that we really really have to to be mindful of, I mean, pressure on getting married. Like you don't know what that person has gone through. You don't know what the traumas that the emotional traumas that that person had is still trying to overcome before even moving forward. People heal differently. People move at different rates. You're talking about people having kids here and there. You don't know if that person is struggling to have a child. You don't know the pressures, the emotional, psychological, and mental issues that that person is going on at that same moment. And you're just, all what you're doing is adding more to it, you know? So, I mean, just mind your business. That's what I have to say to everyone in the African community. Like if, if someone brings a child, hallelujah. If they don't, Hey, it's none of your business. You know, like you don't know what they're going through. You don't know the choices, what has influenced the choices that they're making. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't, (laughs) I can't say it any other different way. We need to learn how to mind our business and stop being chit chatty. You know, like people have different journeys. People have different timelines. Everybody does not have to be have the same timeline and we have to learn how to accept each other just the way that we are. You know, I'm not meant to be the same as you, Judwin. I'm not meant to be the same as you, Clarice, and neither are you, you know, so we should just enjoy our journey and celebrate each other with love that you know, we deserve, you know? So, um, I mean, I, I know we've spoken a lot about the whole pressures to get married and to settle and stuff like that in the, in, in the perspective of the woman, but I feel like men as well, it's like when you see a man trying to get married, everybody's like, oh, does he have a job? How is he going to provide for the family? You know, does he have a car? Does he have, you know, like it's all about, you know, yeah, the Bible says a man is a provider, but it's all about, you know, measuring the man's readiness based on what he has and his achievements, you know, before you can tell if he will be a strong man in his marriage or if a man is getting married to a woman who's more successful than him is looked upon as, oh, he's a weak man or something like that, which is so primitive. It's a primitive way of looking at things. Also, this kind of, you know, builds up to the fact that marriage and having kids are like the ultimate goal because, hey, a man's worth, I guess, in a marriage is how much he has to raise his family basically so what do you guys think about the whole ideology of you know basically our community and our culture and our society grooming us men and women ultimately for marriage because it's like i feel like once you know once you have a degree they're like what next what next and then when you have when you're married of course in nine months time (laughs) you know what i mean and then after nine months you have the child and you know maybe you have one or two children or whatever the questions stop so it's like okay i guess that's the is that the, the ultimate goal in life, <laughs> you know, to get married and have kids, you know, like, what about my achievements? What about my happiness? What about other things? You know what I mean? So like, what do you guys think about that whole ideology? So, um, yeah. So unfortunately we have a lot of that in our society. And I think the, like in Africa abroad, we have so many opportunities like career-wise and whatnot, back home in Cameroon or and in many African countries where unemployment rate is so high, marriage is literally seen sometimes as a means of subsistence, like as, as okay. Some people, girls sometimes would say, oh yeah, you know, I don't know why my life is so bad. I haven't got it, neither, neither a job or a husband. Like they, right. how can you put both together? These are not interchangeable, yeah. you know. <laughs> but unfortunately, people see 
a husband as a substitute for a career or a job if you haven't got one. So I'll talk about, you know, the, the ladies side of things first. So the one thing I tell people, so we, we, we grow up being made to think that, and, you know, with all the novellas and the, uh, the movies we watch and the mills and booms and everything, we think that, oh, you're going to meet some prince charming and you're going to live happily ever after but actually like that that's not how life really works out is it yeah Uh, I tell I tell people that you you and you alone are responsible for your happiness like marriage is a good thing it's a happy thing but marriage will not make a sad or angry person better yes you have to you have being happy is a um, it's a it's something that you, you you how do I say it? It's from within a decision, yeah. Within, yeah. It, it's a decision. You decide to be a happy person, and whether single or, or married, if you don't want to be happy, you're going to find fault with everything, and you're always going to be be angry. So I I think people need to start. I mean ourselves, you know, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves, and we need to understand that that marriage or anything else only adds to adds to the gives more meaning to life it doesn't make you like completely transform you into something that you, yeah. you dream whatever you do you it comes from within so we have to start to try to understand that um the other thing like i said earlier is that life is not a straight line i've come to i when i was in second or third year of medical school we always used to say uh, by fifth year we're all going to get engaged by sixth mm. year we'll be married and when you leave school with house kids and then get into residency but life planned <laughs> yeah <laughs> Life doesn't always go that way. And you and sometimes and we have kids as well who some so a kid is doing all A grade, the other one is not, and you compare both and you get upset. Life is not a straight line. You yeah. can leave school and take one year out of school, just rest, just doing nothing, or maybe volunteering somewhere, not chasing your career. It doesn't always have to be that excessive demand on yourself trying to, you know, get to figure out the next step or you know, always which is good. It's good to have, I always tell people have the vision and however you get to achieve your vision, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many pathways towards achieving that vision. Mm-hmm. And I believe that God created us on earth with a, with a purpose and you have to find your purpose. And um, uh, marriage is a good thing. Yeah. But, and, and, but, and, and, and I don't, uh, you know, like I tell people, if you want to be a housewife, and that and that's a very difficult thing to very be. Very difficult, yeah. You know, it's it's a choice. As long as everything you do, just do it well. But you know, if, and your purpose may be raising children. Mm-hmm. You know, to how to become a president. You know, that could be your purpose and vision in life. Mm-hmm. But in my life, the way I put, the way I, the way I always say, or the way I see things, there, there, there are things that you can influence, and there are other things that you cannot influence. Right. And if I cannot, things that I cannot influence are things that rely on somebody else, like getting married, for example. Yeah. I, can, you can date somebody, but you can't tell what the, the, if the person, if you guys have, have a similar mindset, what the, yeah. the person is serious or not. I can't influence somebody else, but I can do my best to make a relationship work. Yeah. But I can influence my career choices or how hard I work at how hard I work at my job you know those are things I can influence and you know 
flipping the coin, you know, looking at the male side, I don't think it's fair that we have so many expectations of men, like um, they have to own a car, they have to be this before they get married. And what about women too, which is why we we let women go into marriage thinking they're going to get it. That's a job. No, it's not a job. And, And there's so much pressure on men to provide financially for the home and, they, and and women even when they are having an income they see this money as their money rather than money for the home which, which is not fair like I think and even when people get married marriage should be collaborative effort and and work together towards achieving a good outcome nice yeah, yeah I'll let Clarice carry on. <laughs> thank you so much Clarice what do you have to add Jadine has basically covered most of what I wanted to say. And it's just uh, basically to add that, yeah, marriage is, I don't see it as the greatest or the ultimate achievement, especially for an African woman there. And it kind of undermines other things that people achieve because you feel like you are not married. People feel like you haven't done anything in life. Like people, the, 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 people are doing really good with their careers, with life in general, just basically being happy, just staying alive and just influencing other people. But because you're not married, people think, oh, you've not done anything. You're still waiting for that big thing to happen. And on the, on the, on the men's side, men kind of also go through a lot of pressure, but it's just like, it's easier for women to talk about things like that, but men kind of don't talk about it. And most of them that I've come across just go silent. And you'd say, okay, man having a car and a house and having a job, you think that's the like a qualification to get married. But what if that's something they have for now and what happens tomorrow? God forbid they lose the job or he's not he something happens and he's not able to 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 provide as he did what happens then. So we, we can't use that as a qualification to say, oh the man is ready to get married. I guess it's just your mindset. Are you ready to do that? Like for me with everything else. Yes, it would be good to have a job and all of that to be able to provide for your family a comfortable life for your family. But it shouldn't be seen as a qualification for a man to be ready to get married. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, there should be no qualification. You know what I mean? Because different factors influence different decisions. You know what I mean? Like there there should be no standard in who to choose to get married or when to get married or how to get married. And I feel like all these things, I I feel like all these ideologies are really exacerbated in our African communities because of the whole idea idea or, or, or the whole thing about reputation or comparison like you have especially your parents uh, generations they're like oh yeah my friend's daughter got married and they're already having kids when are you gonna have yours or they had a white wedding like I also have to have a white you guys have to have a white wedding I'm like no okay if you want to have a white wedding just go have your renewal your vow renewal (laughs) you know what I mean like so it's all these things about comparing one another it's like we're so much into each other's business and social media is not even helping it that you know we're so much into like we have each other's business shoved in our faces that we always have to meet up like we always want to try to you know meet up to those standards like oh this person is doing this so I have to do this like oh I have to do more and I have to do more so it's like the pressure on certain people who are who are gullible who are easily influenced it's like when they see other people doing certain things they don't even know like whatever you see especially on social media is not all there is to the story it's just what people want you to see you know so you see all these things and then you have that pressure like oh my goodness my friends are getting married i have to get married my friends are having kids i have to get i have to have kids so it kind of all, all those things also contribute to us influencing that timeline like everybody wants to meet up that time like oh my god i'm getting old or i haven't had found someone yet you know things like that and you know at the same time on the other hand it even makes you like i had mentioned earlier and i believe like clary's mentioned it's like it makes you uncomfortable even posting your own things on there because people will start comparing you to that 
situation that you're posting like you post like your niece or nephew and they're like oh yeah when are you having your own your sister has her own you know I want to see you post your own on social media you know what I mean so yeah um, all, all these things are just ridiculous to me and I feel like it's really damaging um our community you know the whole reputation thing and community and comparison we end up being with the wrong people because they're from a certain reputable family um we end up having making the wrong choices because we're trying to please our parents and our loved ones and um, I just want to know I just want to get you guys opinion on you know the need for our community to be more open-minded the need for us to see things differently yeah so I think like uh, you know as you've already said it's um obviously you know like we've said like we've all agreed here like you know like when you when you keep pestering people what what do you want to achieve so you have to so let's ask you you have to ask yourself what you want to achieve I think we have to acknowledge that when we end up pestering people and mind and being in their business we don't know their struggles and if they're really struggling over something they just end up being frustrated um, my mom is not one to really to pester me too much about getting married, but every now and then she'll call me and be like, oh, don't you have good news for me? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and you said, your auntie said, oh, you know, we're going to come and help you. No, no one's going to come and help you. Like, okay. if you're not in a good place to have a child, don't have a child because it's going to be on you. Most of our parents right. these days are working. They wouldn't be able to come and stay here for, and if you leave abroad, they wouldn't come, even if you leave away from them, come and stay with you for a year to help you look after the kids, it's going to be on you. Mm-hmm. So have your kid because you're ready to have your kid. You know, when we end up putting so many expectations on ourselves and on other people, all we do is create this environment where people are stressed or people are afraid to talk. Um, um, I have so many good ideas about relationships and marriage, but I don't post things on relationships and marriage because people, uh, in my mind, whether it's true or not, but I just feel like people will be very judgmental. People will be like, you're not married. You know, why are you saying this? Who are you to say that, right? (laughs) Who are you to say that? But at least I'm a pediatrician, so I can say things about children and people will listen. And that's not very fair. You don't have to be a married person to be able to have good ideas yeah Yeah, or give your opinion on things you don't have to be so we we just create that that kind of environment where we push people away people shy away from speaking up and and even people I mean I know you've spoken a lot about divorce in in your previous post podcast but also having these expectations and timelines it makes people stuck in abusive marriage relationships and marriages just because they want to either get married or they want to stay married like yeah. um uh, yeah i know some a few of my friends who've had bad marriages when they talk to you you realize that the signs of this abusive or bad person were there before they got married but for some reason yeah. they still went ahead and got married and that's one of the consequences of of us having so much pressure on, on ourselves and i always tell my parents so i always say look you if whoever i get married to i'm going to live with them yes you can accuse me of being a picky person Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with being choosy or picky. Yeah. Maybe that's how you see it, or maybe I have my own way of looking at things. But but there's nothing wrong with that. But in the end, whoever you get married to, you're going to be stuck with that person. You're going to stay right. with that person. No one else will. Right. So 
you know, you know, you you don't want to just be be with any kind of person just because just because it's yeah. gonna make everyone happy. No, in the end, it's yours. And if you have to follow every single thing that people say, you're gonna realize that you can't live your life. You're going to be they're going to be when are you having your degree? When are you getting married? When are you gonna have kids? Even before you get married, when are you? What? Why don't you? Why aren't you having such a wedding? And we 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 forget that we as Africans we do we've so much indoctrinated ourselves into a Western culture that, yeah. and then we're starting to go back to African culture and then we mix both and then we end up having, being very confused. Right, right, <laughs> right. You have a, a, a fancy proposal and then you have an outdoor and then you have a, a traditional wedding and then a civil wedding and then a white wedding <laughs> and then a baby shower and then go house. <laughs> you just end up being these confused so people who spend yeah. so much money <laughs> doing yeah, things that true. do not really improve anyone's life but you know temporary things so I, I think it's really important that we have to to learn to be nice people like we accuse um live in England we tend to accuse British people of being cautious with their words hmm. sometimes that's the right way to be we have yeah. to have a mix like you you shouldn't just spread things out to people Sometimes we have to learn to mind our business and so we have to know how to choose our words and how to say things nicely to people. And I'm also guilty of it, but it's something that I'm, I'm also learning and trying to get better at. Right. I mean, um, I, I totally agree as, 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 as usual, um, because I mean, we, we all, we grew up in that culture. So we still find ourselves at certain times when we tend to, you know, speak carelessly, even without knowing it, you know? So, I mean, just knowing that, that is an issue is the first step to change, you know, is the first step to working towards that change, which I'm very glad that we are doing. We realize that, you know, it's, you know, certain things can be taken not as you intended. And so that's why it's very important to choose their words, especially when it has to do with sensitive and personal issues as such. So um, Clarice, what about you? What do you have to, to say about that? Um, just to add to what Julian said, um, I think the mentality is actually changing with a lot of especially our friends and our peers getting married and basically divorcing in yeah. one or two years. Yeah. And slowly the conversation has changed from when I get married, that's in my family, to we just wanting to be happy. Right. You know, don't rush, right. the, right, the right time is coming and just being encouraging mm-hmm. and stuff. So I would say slowly it's changing, but there's still that pressure there because even if the, the words that we said before still hurt sometimes, like you say, what's said already cannot be taken back. So you still feel like, in the back of your head, is that still what the thing is? It just a sugar coating and stuff. But I guess over time, with such conversations, that will change hopefully. Mm-hmm. And just to add that you know, trust the pro- trust, trust your process, um, celebrate every achievement. How small it mustn't be about getting married and, or having kids could be a job or buying a house or a car, anything yeah. to celebrate every every achievement in your life and celebrate others too. And also sometimes you stay away from the from the noise and the pressure because it gets to you. And sometimes you act out of that pressure without without knowing it. Like you just you just do something to get out of it. So you just basically stay out of it and try to focus on our dreams. Right. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, um, I, I I feel like, you know, hopefully people get a message from this conversation that we're having today because I mean, we we have probably touched on like just very, very few points, but People who have gone through what we have, we are talking about, and we have also gone through will definitely relate 
to what we're saying. And even people who have made others go through that, you know, who will relate to what we're saying, you know, um, hopefully we can have more conversations as such, you know, where we will really go deeper into personal examples. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because I, I definitely have a couple of personal examples, which I will share in due time. But uh, as we slowly introduce this topic to especially our African people, you know, I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had amongst circles in general. So now, um, I mean, I just want to thank you guys, first of all, for, you know, sharing your own insight and sharing your own perspective on this. And I hope that we don't really end with this conversation here. Now that we have spoken about all of these things, like if I had to ask, like, what last word will you guys say to other people who have been through you know, things like this, been through such experiences, such societal pressures and stuff like that, what will that be? So the one thing I always tell people is life is short. Mm. Live life, be happy, make the most out of it and take things one step at a time because life is not a straight line. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's powerful. Thank you. (laughs) What about you, Clarice? I just say, live your life, not someone else's opinion about your life. And also learn from your mistakes and the mistakes of others. Wow. Wow. That's, that's powerful as well. I mean, my own take on it as well is that, you know, and I, I think I read it somewhere on social media and I could really relate to that. And it was saying that as this, I, th- I think it was Angelique Kojo, actually, I think it was an interview I, I saw her watching and she said, you owe your happiness to yourself. You owe yourself happiness, basically. As long as you were, you know, not hurting anybody, like live your life as long as you're not in the way of somebody's progress or you're not hurting anybody because no matter what you say or no matter what you do people will still talk people will still do what they want you know so why don't you just do what you want as long as you're not hurting anybody live your life you know so that is really what I am trying to do on a daily basis because I feel like I have so much potential and talking about purpose as Jadun had mentioned like we're called here to to pursue our purpose and also to have that fulfillment in life. And I feel like life is pointless if you don't like, you know, pursue your purpose and also pursue your happiness, you know, and have fulfillment. If you don't feel fulfilled, I I feel like life is useless and that fulfillment comes with happiness as well. So there are certain things that I feel like I could do, but I tend to think like, oh my goodness, what will other people think? Or what will, you know, how will I look in front of people and stuff like that? And it boils down to that cultural ideology that we grew up with, with reputation or, you know, how people look at you. You always want to look perfect in front of everybody. You don't want to show your, your, the vulnerable side or your issues that you have behind the scenes. So that's really what I'm really learning how to come out of my shell and just live an authentic life filled with fulfillment. And people will always talk anyways. So even if you don't want to get married now, you you don't choose to get married. I know people that don't want to get married. That is totally fine. People will talk. Even if you got married at 20 years, people would have still said you were too young. Even if you got married at 25 years and divorced at 27, people would have still talked like, oh, I knew it was going to happen. So it's like, you do your damned, you don't do your damned. Just go ahead and live your life and everybody else will be okay. That's my... You know, that's my final say on that. So I really, really want to thank you guys so much for this, to me, brief conversation. Because <laughs> I can sit here all night talking to you guys. But I really appreciate your presence. I appreciate everything that you have said. And I hope that, you know, the conversation does not end here, as I always say. You know, I hope that we can 
take these conversations to our various circles, you know, as listeners and, you know, spark these conversations amongst our families or friends and, you know, learn from one another and always make sure that we are kind to one another as well. So I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to our show. If you want to participate in the show or find out more helpful resources, then visit www.livingafricanpodcast.com for more information or email us at hello at livingafricanpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to connect with us on all social media platforms at Living African Podcast. You can also connect with Anyo directly on Facebook or Instagram at Anyo. Thanks again for listening and let's not forget to be more understanding and nicer to one another.